0: Uh, good morning, Akron Alliance. Uh, today is Sunday, July 11th, 2021. Thanks for being here this morning for live stream Sunday School. I'm Melvin Gaines with Akron Alliance Fellowship Church, Akron, Ohio. We're going to go ahead and get started with our music interlude uh, to start off our morning. And um, we want to go ahead and play for you this morning, Pastor Marvin Winans, I'm Over It Now has two songs combined here, and then you just don't want to know. So let's go ahead and get that going, and we will uh, allow people to jump on with us as we move along. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, Hang in there if you've got connectivity issues. It's a rainy day, so we we hope everything will work well, well for you on that. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Arlen. How are you? Hear it. Fantastic. Nate Marnell, good morning. Pacific Daylight Time. Amen. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Thanks for being here this morning. Connectivity stuff. No, no. Not for the knowledge, not for the knowledge that I gained. Amen. Let Amen. I learned that I have to grow. I try to make Today's going to be a great day. a great day because we're focusing on jesus christ amen good morning ann and larry good morning good morning Bless you. Hey, Angie. Good morning. God bless you all. not what I'm going to be. Amen. what I'm talking about, Hey, Lisa. good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. Good morning. Hey, Laura, good morning. I was looking for your name. God bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. That was uh, Pastor Marvin Winans uh, singing... Uh, an excerpt actually on the Tyler Perry show. Uh, uh, I'm over it now, and uh, also the song You Just Don't Want to Know. Uh, very, very nice interlude there, and we were able to get through this without any, anybody's blocking or anything like that, so that's great. Um, Joanna and Charles, good morning. Good morning, David Fry, a.k.a. Roscoe. Thanks for being here this morning. Good morning. Uh, looks like we're getting just about everybody on now, and uh, we thank you for being here this morning. We've got a a really good Sunday school lesson, I, I'm prayerful for that, because obviously the Lord has to provide the words uh, as I say these things, but I thank you for being here. We've got some business to take care of here real quick. Uh, first of all, church will be indoors today, for those who are in Akron. We are going to be inside, which... Kind of makes sense because we've got a threat of rain pretty much uh, for much of the day. Uh, it's raining right now where we are, um, and we're north of Akron, and we uh, expect that it's going to rain pretty much all day long. Uh, so we'll be inside, which will be good. But at the same time, just make a note that, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, we're still doing temperature checks at the door. So be aware of that as well, too. Uh, Masks are not a requirement, but if you feel more comfortable wearing one, you can do so. And I'm going to trust that we'll have the air conditioning on, too, because the humidity is way, way up there today. That makes it a little bit more uncomfortable uh, from that standpoint. Uh, Pastor Gus's message uh, will be available online for those who are not in the area and are not coming to church. Uh, and It will be God's covenant and his word. That is the message. It was a pre recorded message. It'll be available online after Sunday school in the timeline here on the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page. And so just be aware of that and look for that after Sunday school is completed. It'll be there waiting for you. We got a really good response from people who were acknowledging the presence of the message. We want to continue that. The neat thing about these messages that are done, and you have to understand too, if you if you're going to church in Akron, Gus uh, Gus's message, it'll it'll be the same message, but the content won't be nearly as detailed. It'll be much quicker at church, just for the sake of time. So you're welcome to go back and look at online at these messages that are presented as well too for content and just taking time in the Word and studying it. And the great thing about online messages uh, when they are pre-recorded is that you can hit pause. And come back to it if you need to take a take a break and, and look at uh, other things or attend to other business. But that's how you maximize the value of being online and, and being able to interact with our church and, and leave comments and and we're happy to read those and reflect those comments or questions. Uh, we really encourage that very much. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, uh, Dion. I just saw some things pop up. I wanted to uh, make uh, make you aware of those. Aurella. Good morning. And uh, Bev Parkman, good morning. Thanks for being here. Gosh, this is wonderful. Uh, Just uh, great to see everybody jumping on now. Okay, so that message, again, will be available on the timeline after Sunday school. Um, And uh, it's a great message, by the way. I I try to listen to all of those messages and and make sure ahead of time that everything is going to be fantastic. Please remember your tithes and offerings. We are still encouraging you to give. Uh, If you're coming to church today, it'll be in a drop box. Uh, in the church entrance, entryway. Uh, for those of you who have to mail it, Akron Alliance Fellowship Church. The address is 688 Diagonal Road, Akron, Ohio, 44320. We encourage you to keep those up. Still have to take care of responsibilities, including paying for that air conditioning that we, uh, we're going to be running today at church, as well as other things, of course, too. Um, and don't forget about it from the standpoint of a benevolent factor, too. People come to the church needing things sometimes, and we want to be able to provide those things for those individuals uh, without having to ask questions or anything like that. So, please keep that in mind. It's told the benevolent aspect of giving is also very, very important as well. Okay. I think we covered all the major stuff. Just keep uh, uh, people in prayer, including uh, Pastor Gus as well, too, uh, just to make sure that um, his ongoing recovery is still in effect. He is still recovering from. Uh, surgery that he had last year. Is there still a recovery aspect of it as far as being able to walk and using his legs and all that? Please keep him in prayer. Uh, please remember that. Remember uh, Brother Roscoe, who's online with us. Praise the Lord. Thanks for being here this morning. Uh, keep him in uh, prayer for recovery as well, too. Uh, Brother Jasper, we're, I'm asking you guys to jot these down and, and remember these individuals and keep them in prayer in your own prayer time as well, too. Earl and water good morning and uh, we, we're, we're going to get started because we've got uh, a little bit to go through here not a whole lot but just going back and forth with different passages and looking at different things here. we want to make sure that we're covering this topic, this subject matter uh, in Hebrews and giving it justice, giving it its deserts, deserved uh, attention. So let's go ahead and look to the Lord at this time with a word of prayer and just pray for the Holy Spirit to be present in all discussion. And let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time that you've given us to study your word, look to your word, and we thank you for this fellowship time that we have right now. We thank you for everyone who's able to join us here online and we thank you for each and every person. I pray that you bless each individual who is present now. Bless them and keep them, Lord. Touch them wholeheartedly with your presence, and teach them with words that are being spoken that are not my words, but your words, Lord. We just give you praise and thanks for this time, the ability to do what we're doing, and we just give you praise and thanks in Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Hebrews chapter 2. We're going to look at verses 1 through 10 today. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Now, we're continuing in the message in Hebrews about the superiority of Jesus Christ, and that is what we want to focus on here, that he indeed is superior. He is the one who leads us, guides us, teaches us, and the emphasis is given here to the audience, which are the Jewish Christians. And I really believe the more I read and study this passage, that this was actually a written sermon. It just comes across that way, the way it's written. Um, it's, a, it's a sermon, and um, that's just the way it reads. And it's, it's interesting because there's actually cross-references. We, we kind of mentioned that last, uh, last week when we were look, looking at Chapter 1 about the different references that were used to scriptures and calling attention to these things because, again, the audience that is being given to, they are very familiar with the uh, language that was the Mosaic Law, which we refer to essentially as the Old Testament uh, here for our purposes, but it's really important for us to see how as we do our sermons, as we do our messages, you'll notice how uh, Pastor Gus or, or myself, when I'm giving a message, I'll, I'll give scriptural references. It's, it's The references are important as part of the reinforcement of learning, and that's exactly what's taking place here in Hebrews chapter 2, and especially in the, the passage we're going to be looking at here. And we'll take a look at that uh, more closely as we go. There is a warning here to pay attention. And that's something we'll look at here as I read the passage. We'll go back over it and look at the material. But the one thing that's really, really important for us as believers to do is to really not get distracted with a whole lot of noise that's outside of, um, frankly, what, we, what we're what we talking about here in church. We, we, we never discourage people from staying informed or staying aware of things. We do, however, want you to take into account that it's important for you to not always believe everything you hear outside of what we're talking about here in church but to use a filter and to also go back to the word and and just pray about things that are lacking in understanding and seek after god for goodness he wants you to pay attention to his word god wants you to pay attention to what he's saying i think that's what we need to really have as a takeaway here not so much what everybody else is saying But what God is saying, because what God is saying is going to have the ultimate value for you going forward as far as understanding what's taking place in the world today. Let's read Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, which is a great readable translation. Please follow along in the version that you have. Hebrews chapter 2, starting at verse 1. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard or we may drift away from it. Remember that. Verse 2. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? Verse 4. And God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Verse 5. And furthermore, it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place the scriptures say, What are mere mortals that you should think about them or a son of man that you should care for him? Yet for a little while... You made them a little lower than the angels, and you crowned them with glory and honor. Verse 8, you gave them authority over all things. Now, when it says all things, it means nothing is left out. But we have not yet seen all things put under their authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels... And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. In verse 10, God, for whom and through whom everything was made, chose to bring many children into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. Okay, Hebrews chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. That is what we went through. It was fantastic. I just love reading that. And I want you to just pray as we go forward and just listen to the Spirit and let Him speak to you about what's being said. Because the emphasis is being given once again in this particular section of this message. And I'm calling it a message only because it just reads like a sermon. Um, when you look at Hebrews, and it was just fascinating to look at it this way. Um, A text of a sermon, literally. So go back to verse 1. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift from it. Now, the reason why this is even being mentioned here is that the Jewish Christians are, of course, because of this new faith, this newly found faith that was being discovered and discussed amongst themselves, they were in danger of falling away from Jesus Christ and following, following him because, understand, there's a great deal of temptation taking place. That's another message in itself, temptation, right? There's different things to, that are appealing to us, and what we have to understand is that we need to follow the way that God would have us to take and not follow the way that would take us away from him. And, and of course, that would be sin and anything else. But in this case, of course, they had heard the words of the gospel, but the words hadn't sunk in yet. This is all brand new stuff. Just like for a new believer. Anytime we have a new believer in our midst, we need to be prayerful to a new believer, about a new believer, because even though the words are being spoken and they may have a basic understanding, the words still have to sink in. The words still have to take root. The words still have to come to a place where it has an impact on the heart of the individual. And that's what needed to take place with the the people listening to this message here. People raised in believing families and churches have the same danger today we've got um, not everybody in my family is a believer in Jesus Christ when I take about my whole the whole family uh, a good number of them are but there are still people uh, that still need to hear the message and now acknowledge the truth and and I'm prayerful that that is, is happening it's happening right now where God is actually doing those very things and making sure that the, this, this message takes root that the gospel message takes root, that people hear it and acknowledge it and want to understand it. So there is a danger, though, that the world does not want to see this happen. Uh, the Satan does not want to see people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, they might agree with the gospel message, but you have to understand that just being in agreement, you still need to do what it says in John chapter 3, verse 36. Believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and until such time that you do that if you don't believe as it says I'm paraphrasing that verse you're still uh, under uh, the wrath of God you still come under the wrath of God see we have to understand that the message is very clear about believing in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior what is he saving you from? he's saving you from eternal damnation he's saving you from a place where you just don't want to be we we have to keep that in mind. A lot of people will try to say that well, you don't need to believe in Jesus Christ because, you know, nothing is going to happen bad. I's just going to I'm just going to be in a certain state. No, nope. John 3:36 is very clear. You will be under God's wrath if you do not acknowledge Jesus Christ. It's go back and look at it and it's kind of hard to misinterpret that verse because it's very clear in what it says. And so we need to make sure that we are not allowing people to just drift off on their own merry way thinking that everything is good and fine without jesus christ pray for those people have conversations about jesus uh you can't offend you might offend someone but god is not offended whatsoever the bottom the bottom line is if you reject him you reject him but we need to understand that the message is not about yourself it's about jesus christ that's what we have to look at um the question is asked here are you a sunday school teacher a small group leader Or a club leader? (laughs) Um, I guess I can answer the question yes (laughs) to the first part of it. But you have to understand that don't assume that people are who, you know, in your fellowship, people that you know, they may speak about Christ, but don't assume that they're truly committed to Him. That was the message here. You can't make any assumptions. We have to pray. We cannot determine who is saved or who is not, only God can. The Holy Spirit can do it, but we need to be prayerful that each person, whoever attends our Bible studies, whoever attends our church, whoever attends um, our fellowship, online or otherwise, that there is a strong commitment to Christ. That is what we need to be prayerful about, and that is what we need to commit to. That is what has to happen. We don't want to ever allow someone who is very casual in their belief, very casual, just kind of looks... At things and observes but not is not really strong in their faith I think that's what I the best way I can to put that um, don't assume that people won't drift away because they will we've seen it happen be prayerful for those individuals and you have to understand sometimes people because they the Christ is not rooted in their hearts you ever notice how when there's a, a, a plant, that's rooted very deep in the earth How hard it is to pull up Well we want people like that To be rooted in Christ Where you can't just rest Just because of some sort of a difficult situation Or some sort of strife Or, or issues of anxiety Or whatever it is That that root will just not take form anymore You have to assume that Christ Being in that person's heart They will have, go directly to Christ And seek relief Seek assistance Seek help Be prayerful To get through the tough times those who are not rooted well in Christ will not do well. Um, we've seen the analogy of the seeds uh, being sown and being thrown onto the pathways or versus in good, rich, and fertile soil. And what happens to those seeds that don't hit the soil? They burn up, they don't take root, they don't grow. And unfortunately, you know, Jesus is giving a very clear message to the people of our world today. That's exactly what he's referring to. We want to see people take root. So that's what verse 1 says. Is referring to we don't want anyone to drift away from the message because they're just not being strong, taking a very casual approach to this whole thing we do. Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Let's go back to Hebrews 2, verses 1 through 3. So we must listen very carefully to the truth we have heard, or we may drift away from it. For the message God delivered through angels has always stood firm, and every violation of the law and every act of disobedience was punished. So what makes us think we can escape if we ignore this great salvation that was first announced by the Lord Jesus himself and then delivered to us by those who heard him speak? Now, understand that what the author of this text is doing is that he's calling to our attention the importance of believing, understanding that the message that was being received, whether it was being delivered by Jesus himself or by angels, uh, it was a message that was true. And it was to a way to come back against false teachings. False teachings were so prominent. You have to understand when, when when Satan has seen this movement, this way that was taking place, he was doing everything he could to ramp up opposition to keep people from acknowledging who Jesus Christ is. And guess what? That happens to us. That can happen to us as well too. We need to pray not just for those people who don't know the Lord to know the Lord, but to pray uh, against those attacks from Satan that try to keep people unrooted in the faith. So we have to pay attention to what's being said, listen very carefully to the truth, and that's what's being emphasized here in this first section, um, because it involves focus. What does that mean? Focusing in what? Your mind, your body, your senses, listening to everything that's being said. Listening to what's being proclaimed as truth, and paying attention to it. And of course, when it says listening to Jesus Christ and listening to the message, is not just doesn't just mean hearing the message, but obeying the message, obedience. We we have a lot of uh, people now. I guess I could uh, let me just use myself. I, I know the word uh, when it comes right down to what God, Jesus is saying, but am I obedient? And, and that's the challenge for all of us, amen? Obedience is the issue. Are we being obedient to the Word? We have to listen carefully and be ready to carry out the instruction because that's what we need to do. That's why we're asked to you know, take notes in, in Sunday school or take notes in sermons. You, you take notes. You go back and refer to your notes later on, and the, the notes will give you or should prompt you to go right back to the Word and take a look at what it says. Take a look at James chapter 1 real quick. James chapter one. We're going to look at what it says about not just hearing the word but obeying. Verses twenty-two through twenty-five. James chapter one, verses twenty-two through twenty-five. Now I could have gone further back and uh, included um, verses uh, verse nineteen. I'll I'll read it. I know you've just typed up some stuff here, so I'll let you do that. That's fine. Um, pardon me. Yeah, so look at uh, James uh, chapter 1, verse 19. And this is this is the thing about how we behave, too. Uh, but I, it leads into what it says in verse 22. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And then verse 21. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive meekness with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And then verse 22, which is what I was emphasizing here. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For anyone, if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror, for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts, will be. he will be blessed in his doing. So we're talking about actions. We're talking about obedience from the standpoint of just putting uh, the word that you receive, and, and that's where the rubber meets the road, where you're now acting as an agent of Jesus Christ with complete obedience, focusing on his word, looking to him, following him. This is... I think what uh, Pastor Winans was mentioning here about I'm not the same as I was before and I'm not yet who I intend to be, uh, but I'm moving forward nonetheless. I'm going forward. And I think that that's where we all are. We're all in that same area. We're not the people we used to be, but we still have work to do to get to a place where we need to be. And that means obedience, and and I can't stress enough how important it is for understanding God's grace in the midst of our, frankly, our lack of obedience in many cases, our our sinful nature, our fleshliness. Um, In Psalm 78, it talks about how um, God had provided all kinds of food to the Israelites while they were in the wilderness. Uh, Don't forget the quail, don't forget the manna, don't forget all those things, but but even then those people sinned and and they were judged immediately uh, literally one of the passages in psalm 78 was well while well, the food was still in their in their mouths and it had to do what the person's heart was just so wicked and evil god just no longer had a use for those individuals we have to understand something about how our heart really does come into play here even though you're being given things or provided things by the lord it doesn't necessarily mean that you're in the best graces you know he gives us the basics to function but we are still called to live in such a way where we have the heart for god and and seek after him and we're thankful for receiving things and that's what the takeaway is here we've really got to understand the importance of that and even in the midst of when we we say things that we're going to honor god and then we don't honor him and we we wind up messing around and but God, in his grace, still preserves and keeps us. So we need to understand that these very things are taking place. Um, God is gracious. He just wants us to meet him where he is. And I'm prayerful that you guys are, are getting what's being said here. That's really important. We've got to listen to the Lord. We've got to listen to him as he provides instruction for us. And he wants us to persevere. That's what it says here in James as well, too. Persevere. Okay. Um, one thing that was mentioned here in verses 2 and 3 that I did want to mention very quickly, we kind of emphasized it a lot last week, but God delivered messages through the angels. That's, that is very true. He does that as messengers of God. That's exactly what he did, uh, giving messages to both um, Mary um, and also to Zechariah um, as far as making sure that they had messages that were spoken directly from, uh, from the truth, from God, through the angels. And it happens in all cases here. They are messengers of God. Um, they indeed were the ones that uh, helped to bring the law to Moses, um, and that's in Galatians. Well, let's look at it, Galatians three nineteen, real quick. Galatians chapter three, verse nineteen. Galatians three nineteen. Now, I understand that the the original law was was given to Moses. Uh, by God, but, but it was also conveyed through as well through angels as well too, uh, with communication. But we we'll look what it says in Galatians 3:19. I had to look at this a couple of times and say, "hmm, I didn't pick up on this. Um, verse 19. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made and it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now, verse 20, I'll just read that real quick, too. Now, an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Okay, so we want to emphasize that the theme of Hebrews is that Christ is greater than all of these other ways that are being provided. Of course, the intermediaries, the, the angels, they provide the message, but Christ is greater than that. That's what's being emphasized here and also was emphasized in chapter 1 as well, too. And Christ is the end-all, be-all. I think that's the best way to put it here. He is the one we need to focus on as far as what the information is, the truth. Uh, No matter where it's coming from, if it is truth, it still reflects upon Jesus Christ as being the head of all of us. The author of uh, Hebrews was saying that the faith of his Jewish readers was good, but their faith had to point to Christ. Their faith had to point to Christ. It doesn't really matter uh, about so much about the Mosaic Law. The law is there, but Christ, again, is the fulfillment of the law. He was the one, the end all, be all, for all of us and, and, and certainly for them as well, too. Christ's message is more important than anyone else's. And no one is going to escape God's punishment if he or she is indifferent to the salvation offered by Jesus Christ. That's what I was referring to in John 3.36. You're still under God's wrath if you don't acknowledge Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. That is the prayer. We always want to pray that a person understands the importance of acknowledging Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Not just saying that he existed. Not just saying that he was around, not just saying that he was a teacher or a prophet, but Lord and Savior. That is what must be declared by everyone. And eyewitnesses to Jesus' ministry, the people who were with him at the time when he was on earth, uh, they had handed down the teachings, and that is where this is being conveyed now in Hebrews as well, too. Now, you have to understand that a lot of these people that are being read to or being referred to are second generation believers. They hadn't seen Christ in the flesh. They hadn't seen his ministry. They hadn't seen anything about him. So they are taking this word. They're taking the word of those who are delivering it, who are there and present, but it still requires what? The Holy Spirit to speak to you personally that that word is truth and that you acknowledge that truth and that you live in that truth. We know that Christ has referred to people in Scripture where literally half of the people who hear the message believe and half of them, they may understand it, but they don't believe. That's a really solemn thing to keep in mind here. This is pretty much a universal truth that you even see in Scripture itself where Jesus refers to those. Look at the Pharisees that he criticized. The Pharisees that he jumped all over in in uh, in, Luke, in Luke, about how they were hard, uh, had hard hearts, that they were asking people to follow these minuscule things in the law, but they weren't doing it themselves. They were hypocritical. They were, they didn't like this new faith, this new message that was being conveyed, and so we need to understand that there were a lot of people who were being deceived back then, and we are prayerful that through the grace of God that we have the truth, we have the message that we need to hear and that we live in that way. It should make you stop and pause about the magnificence of God and how he has truly touched you in your life and how we need to be prayerful that others, we don't assume that they all know Christ. We People can say all kinds of things to make you feel that they know Christ, but when it comes down to it, they have to know Christ right here in the heart. It has to be a matter of the heart. It has to be an issue of believing. Okay. Verse 4, back in Hebrews chapter 2. God confirmed the message by giving signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit whenever he chose. Sometimes the best messages are confirmed with signs and wonders, with, with confirmation, confirmation of what's being said. Everybody's different. Some people have to have. Some people believe right away. Some people uh, don't believe right away. Sometimes they they have to hear additional information to help them along with this thing. And um, but the signs and wonders were provided to help people uh, through the Holy Spirit, the power of the Spirit, help them to have greater understanding. And we also need to pray that the Spirit who remains active and is the one who brought us to Christ as well too, those who believe in Jesus Christ Uh, personally, the Spirit is active all the time trying to speak to and touch individuals who are curious, who don't know him, who want to know him. And I pray that we are always praying as a group, as a church, as a body for this thing to continue uh, the mission that Jesus Christ has to bring all people to him continues we don't ever want to let that go we always want to keep that in mind down to verse 5 in hebrews chapter 2 We've got to move along a little bit here uh covered the first four verses and just <laughs> just moving along with all the material but it's it's good stuff we want to make sure that we're mentioning this about the good news being preached uh it's being emphasized in acts chapter 9 uh verses nine, uh, 31 through 42 and acts chapter 14 verses 1 through 20 These gifts, these miracles of the Holy Spirit that are chosen um, to proclaim the message, this is what's important. It helps to make, build up the church, helps to make the church more strong, more mature. You are all gifted in some way, shape, or form by the power of the Holy Spirit. Each of you have some spiritual gift. And I used to say you have at least one. I think everyone has more than one spiritual gift, ultimately. It's a matter of you tapping into that and understanding by your prayer and time with the Lord Jesus Christ, exactly what your gifts are. They should come naturally to you. That's how you should know. That is what builds the church up. Um, for some, it's hospitality. No question about it. For some, it's prayer. Uh, for some, it's just reaching out and, and being an encourager, being a person who speaks kindly. Trust me, we got a world right now we live in where there's not a whole lot of encouragement out there. People are not speaking about encouragement. You will be a very rare individual indeed, and I hate to say that, but it's true. If you just encourage somebody, just tell them something that's encouraging, give them encouragement. Um, it won't always be received in the right way, but that's not your issue. That's more about you just being an encourager because people need to hear encouragement, whether they're the recipients of the encouragement or not. People need to hear that someone out there is thinking in ways about following Christ and living for Christ. That's what the takeaway is here. So we know that God's presence is important. But we need to make sure that we are also looking at these gifts and taking those things into consideration. Okay, back to verse 5. Sorry about that. Didn't want to veer off too much. And furthermore, it is not uh, verse 5 in Hebrews chapter 2. Furthermore, it's not about it is not angels who will control the future world we are talking about. For in one place, the scriptures say, What are mere mortals that you should think about them or a son of man that you should care for him? yet for a little while you made them a little lower than the angels and you crowned them with glory and honor you gave them authority over all things now we want to make sure that you understand here when you're looking at this passage you might have seen that is kind of written in a uh, poetic way that section there and the poetry is referring to psalm chapter 8 verses 4 through 6 uh, I'll go ahead and turn to it. It's going to say almost verbatim what it says here. Um, just to read it again for emphasis. Psalm chapter 8, verses 4 through 6. And again, just as a reminder, as a sermon message, uh, which I believe Hebrews is, um, you know, I, I just believe that personally. I don't necessarily uh, have anything to corroborate it other than just the the sense the Spirit's giving me, that that's what it is. That that's all I have. Um, but for what it's worth, look what it says in verse 4, chapter 8, uh, Psalm 8. What is What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. This is prophecy. This is a psalm written with prophecy. It's referring directly to Jesus Christ. That's why this is being emphasized here. You gave them authority over all things. Um, And so we want to make sure that we see that. That's prophecy being spoken in Psalm 8. It's being reiterated here in Hebrews chapter 2. This is after Christ had been present and had, had ascended. And so the message here is that God has put Jesus Christ in charge of everything. He was made a little lower than the angels temporarily. But he had been crowned with glory and honor, and so we need to see this. Um, Jesus has not yet come to a place where he is reigning on earth, but that's coming. But we can certainly picture him in his heavenly glory. Can we see him in the way that Stephen saw Jesus Christ at the right hand of God, as he as the clouds had parted and he was looking up into heaven and he could see Jesus there? Can we see him in that way? That's what we need to see. Jesus Christ is clearly the one we go to and the one we look to. He is the reason for our salvation. He is the reason for our having eternal life. He is the person who has prepared a place for each and every one of us if we believe and trust in him. That's what we need to remember here. Let's continue, uh, by the way, uh, further down in Hebrews chapter 2, Uh, verse 8 because I kind of read the first part of that uh, at the end of uh, which is essentially the end of Psalm 4 Psalm 8 verses 4 through 6 now it says now when it says back in uh, in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 8 you gave them authority over all things now when it says all things it means nothing is left out very clear isn't it all things but we have not yet seen all things put under their authority because there's still more people that need to come under Jesus's authority. What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position a little lower than the angels, and because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Now, it's important to see this here as it's written, and we have this passage being referred to in Psalm chapter 8, it's being emphasized a second time within the text. It's being given this emphasis because it's important for the listener and the reader to understand as it's broken out and given to us verse by verse what Jesus Christ did for us. He was given a position lower than the angels. He was on earth as a person. He was born uh, as a person. And so because of that, the emphasis is given a little lower than the angels because the angels are clearly are created beings by God, but the human beings were, even the angels wondered about who we were. Um, we were uh, yet being provided as God's creation to do what? To glorify God, and even the angels were curious about who we are. But they, they are considered, we are considered to be lower than the angels, and because we don't have the ability that the angels has, they have the ability because of their fellowship with the lord to act on his behalf as messengers we have the same ability but not in the same way that the angels do we we have to still use our fleshly nature to be able to overcome the fleshly nature and be able to communicate uh, to others about who jesus christ is as lord of our lives but we need to emphasize here too that what's being said here by the author of this text Jesus tasted death for everyone. He was our eternal sacrifice. He is the one that died for us on the cross and provided the opportunity for us to overcome evil, overcome sin, overcome death itself because of his eternal sacrifice for us. He tasted death for everyone. Everyone means everyone. Nothing is left out that act that he had was for all of us we need to understand and recognize that now will everyone acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives no not everyone will we know that because that's pretty much written in scripture as well too but it doesn't mean that we don't stop we definitely don't stop praying for those people who we believe are maybe have a hardened heart or have a nature where they don't They're speculative about what God is doing or what he does or who he is. Pray for clarity. Pray for direction for those individuals. Continue to pray. I I can't emphasize enough that this is what I believe the Lord is saying here for all of us to understand, just to be in prayer. Now, understand that... Let me read verse 10, Hebrews chapter 2. God for whom and through everything was made, chose to bring many children into, his, into glory. And it was only right that he should make Jesus, through his suffering, a perfect leader, fit to bring them into their salvation. You see that? Bringing many children into glory. By Jesus Christ, by God's grace, Jesus Christ had to die on the cross. That's what had to happen. It was planned from the very beginning. It was planned. If you go back in Genesis, there's uh, information that leads to all of that, that he knew that we all needed a Savior. He knew that we all needed someone to look to. And we need to look at honestly, being honest about this uh, as much as I can here, uh, and conveying this where I hope that you can take it in the best possible light. Jesus Christ died for us as a servant. He was being obedient to the Father. He was being obedient to the Father in going to death for our salvation. The motivation, if you can't understand what a wonderful sacrifice that was for us and what it means to us personally to have this salvation, to have this place prepared for us, to have this place waiting for us because we believe in jesus christ we've got to look at what is your own motivation if you don't get that that's really what it comes down to we need to have a servant attitude for jesus christ if we are not servants for christ and what are we doing are we just serving ourselves are we just serving ourselves to interested in more power more motivation one thing I, I learned the other day that's really important for me for me personally too. I would I would like to do uh, much better before when it comes to a position at at my job or whatever when it comes to status. But I also was reminded by God, don't get married to that. That's not the most important thing. The most important thing is you serving me and taking taking care of those issues. And and so God just told me you need to focus on what's more important right now. Are we looking at uh, a greater acknowledgement or are we looking at just serving and and being, uh, uh, being a representative of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whatever I do? That's what's most important. If God gives it, amen. If God doesn't give it, amen to that too. And that's where we have to come back to and look at our own motivation. Look at where we are. Um, Jesus was our perfect leader in suffering for us. He was the one that did it. Um, I want you to take a look real quick at John chapter John chapter ten, excuse me, John ten verses seventeen and eighteen. I'm gonna read my own notes. <laughs> and what we need to do here is that um, Jesus didn't have to suffer for his own salvation. He was already God. It was it was clearly. Not for his purposes, it was for the purpose of doing what? Sacrificing his life for us. And it demonstrates that that's how we indeed are to lead our lives. We need to be sacrificing ourselves as well too. For the sake of the gospel. Our suffering can help make us more sensitive servants to the Lord. Look at John chapter 10 verses 17 and 18. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. Now, you see, this is all being mentioned because Jesus knew exactly what his role was, what his purpose was. Being obedient to the Father, this is what... His Father had commanded him to do, and that's exactly what he was doing. Do you see the importance of that obedience thing I mentioned at the beginning of this lesson? Obedience. Being obedient to the Father. Being obedient to Jesus Christ. Um, He completed the work by suffering on the cross. And we need to understand that this is how we are to live our lives, too. Sometimes we have to give things up we don't want to give up. Sometimes we have to live in such a way where we are honoring Jesus Christ first, and everything else is secondary. And that's what we need to remember here. And that's what the message is here for the Hebrews, uh, the Jewish Christians who are listening to this message. Jesus Christ, the end-all be-all, the one that we pay attention to when it comes to service. He is the immediate focus for all of us and the ongoing focus for all of us. We still have a lot to learn. We still have a lot of room for growth, but I'm very thankful that we have The information that God made lower than the angels sacrificed himself for us to be elevated to be at the right hand of God, to be the authority over all. And remember what it says here? Nothing is left out. And I'll just add, no one is left out. Nothing is left out. No one is left out because Jesus tasted death for everyone. That is where our focus should be. Not on... uh, trite news or information but the focus is on christ and being obedient to the word of god staying obedient means that you'll have a greater fellowship with jesus christ the holy spirit will be able to speak to you much more clearly about what's going on in life will be able to help you along day by day to be able to discern and know which direction to take as you try to live for Jesus Christ The focus and the emphasis Always should remain on Jesus Christ That's what the author of Hebrews Is saying here And we'll be continuing in chapter 2 um, Next week and, and cover the rest of this And kind of reemphasize what we've talked about here But we need to go back and look at how The message was being confirmed To the Hebrews In this passage About Jesus Christ being Lord over all And no matter what else they're reading or studying or looking at, the focus still goes right directly back to Jesus Christ. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for your teaching. We thank you for the emphasis that you're giving to us about how to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and only focus on Christ. Lord, we're aware of all the things that are happening in the world today that truly are more distracting than anything else. And Lord, we're very aware of people who are doing things that are contrary, or an anti-God, anti-Christ. But Lord, we, you've called us to do more. You've called us to even pray for those people. Pray for them that some will be delivered, if not all. And we pray, Lord, that their hearts are changed, their minds are changed. And Lord, even as I reflect upon myself as a person, I pray, Lord, that you'll always bring me back to the place where I'm serving you. And I'm not worried about or concerned about other things that, frankly, are secondary and unimportant when it comes to your kingdom. I thank you for reminding me of that. I thank you for helping each one of us here online to be able to see the importance of that as well, too. And, Lord, we want to be rooted in you deeply. We want our hearts to be rooted deeply in you. Help us, Lord, by our reading and our studying and you're speaking to us through the Spirit that you just teach us. You continue to teach us, encourage us, help us along day by day. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. We thank you for your very presence this morning. We thank you that where more than two are gathered, you are present, and we just thank you for being here today. Go with us as we move forward today, Lord, with travel mercies as we move about always remembering that you're present in all things that we are doing. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for being here today. I'm glad that we were able to get together for another edition of Livestream Sunday School. Please stay tuned online for Pastor Gus's message, God, God's Covenant and His Word. Uh, it's coming right up uh, in the timeline. For those of you who are not going to make it to church today, please stay tuned for that message and write down some comments. Make sure that you give emphasis and amen. Thank you guys for the comments online as well, too, here. Uh, God bless you all for for being here, and thank you for your encouragement. Um, The Spirit is good. He is the teacher here. It's not me. Uh, I'm just going to give all credit and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for all of things that are being said. But we want you to be with us again next week as well, too. Uh, Just keep staying with us and stay safe as you go out and about. Uh, Stay tuned for Pastor Gus's message, and for those of you heading to Akron, Uh, to the church Uh, i'll see you there a little bit in a little while take care of yourselves god bless you all and we will see you next time